Yo, what we living, what we dreaming, what we seeing. The playoffs are finally here. Have no fear. We gonna keep it cavalier. LeBron going for his eighth straight finals appearance. Undefeated in the first round of playoffs for a half a decade. Let's see what's really cracking. Rondo and the Pelicans. Screaming and dreaming. AD flying. Not to be denied. Portland with a chip on their shoulder. Nurkic. Can he handle AD in the post? Can he handle AD in the paint? Can he handle AD from three? All discussions yet to be totally handled. We trying to figure it out though. Boston Celtics going head up, line for line with the Greek Freak. Milwaukee walking like a talkie. Let's go. Washington going up against the proverbial rivals. The Raptors with the new look old. In the flashback deep. The best bench in all of basketball. Let's see what's going to happen. Let's get it cracking. Discussion is lit. Cowboys, Paul Wears with dead. They exed his ass out. He threw it up and they threw it down. Let's figure it out. Will Philadelphia be able to top Miami? Or will the heat burn the fire of desire? D Wade, can he put on the cape one more time? Flashes back five, seven years. And give a performance of old. Let's get it. The draft approaching. The NFL. How many quarterbacks will go in the first seven picks? It's strategize. Manipulate. Conserve. Resist temptation. Do it all. So, so the safari shit, the safari shit, like, I'm looking at this shit like, is that really what happened with Nikki? Is that why we don't hear nothing else good from Nikki? Is that is that what happened to her career? Was Safari really the one writing her rhymes? He said he was. He ain't got no reason to lie. Fuck, he got a lie for. I mean, but, but damn, it's like he left and the hitch left. Two motherfuckers, when you got two motherfuckers that can get in the booth and they put some shit together, like Snoop Miller was right. 
I mean, Dre was amazing with everybody. I think, I think uh, Snoop owed a debt of gratitude. I don't know. Who have he ever failed with? Uh, well, I'm saying, those albums that wasn't all that good. It was one damn song on that firm album. Remember that? It was okay. What, Doctor? And Dre, and, and, uh, you talking about the last Dr. Dre album? His time it came and gone. It was more than ten years. What? His time it came and gone. That was more than ten years later. You said what? His time it came and gone. That was more than ten years later when that that, that album was put out. Cardi B and this uh, Nicki Minaj. When you look at that beef, what you, what's your thought process on that? I ain't gonna have a beef. Oh uh, yeah, they got a beef over motorsport. It's already, it's already starting to wage. Uh, she's Nicki said. Nikki said she was disappointed because she got on motorsport and she never felt that she got no appreciation or no consideration from Cardi B because she said it was an honor. Then she tried to come back behind it like she didn't want to be big headed, but she wished that an artist of her statue would have co- collaborated with her such an early stage of her career as she did with Cardi B. You talking about that crazy bitch Cardi B. 
Conversation with Remy Ma. Remy Ma wasn't hot Jeez. enough. Jeez. Remy Ma wasn't hot Remy enough. Ma. Remy Ma ain't had a uh. hit since then. Yeah. She was trying what to get her name hot in the streets by putting Nicki name in her mouth. But Nicki came back with two with two of the bangingest singles of the motherfucking year, though. Rack it up. Rack it up. I mean, you won what? What she won? Did she come back with a hit behind that shit? After that shit, Nicki Minaj did rack it up. That shit. That shit was that shit was number one in the world, huh? Her run was short lived. I think, I think, I think you follow them all. I think, I think, I think you follow them all a little tougher than me because I don't really, I, I don't really follow their careers like that. But. I mean, her I run was short. Know. She had a few, she had a few, uh, a few little singles. Remember, she, who the fuck gave you your crown, bitch, Steve Harvey? You know, that's little bullshit. But she didn't. Yeah, Nikki did rack it up after that. She did motorsport. Them was two of the hottest fucking songs this year. Since then, I I don't I remember the songs, but you know what I'm saying. I just don't follow the artists like that. Yeah, you look at uh. You heard, and you did. You hear what she said about about uh about uh she really was talking about Cardi B. She changed her voice, her verse when she heard Cardi B was on the song. Watch your man. Watch your mouth. She act like she's still in the strip club. She said, if Cardi B the QB, then I'm, li- uh, then I'm Nick uh. Lombardi. Some bullshit in party. Man, don't sit. 
Yeah. It's Cardi B the Queen, then I'm Nick Labar. I'm the champ, bitch. <laughs> Your crown, your crown, your crown won't fit on your bum ass lace front. Yeah, she talking about Cardi, bro. <laughs> you know, Cardi used to keep her. Matter of fact, another thing she said after she did the bum ass lace front shit, she said they knew I couldn't perform the video shoot on the same day as her, cause she got my uh, she done hired my hairstylist. She said Cardi hired her hairstylist to fix them bum-ass lace fronts. That was a shot, man. <laughs> she putting it out there. Yeah, it's beef, bro. That shit finna explode. It's coming. I think that's Nikki. I think that's Nikki in. That's why everybody. That's why the same the same shit with Ti trying to slide up under under that Gucci wave and kick some shit off so he can get some views. These motherfuckers. These motherfuckers looking for Facebook likes out here, man. I watched the interview. Nikki was crying, bro. Nikki started crying, talking about how 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 bad she felt disrespected and done wrong by uh, Cardi B and them. She started crying. She in her feelings and shit. That bitch, that bitch sad. This bitch hot, man. <laughs> but shit, boy, that that new song, that new shit Cardi B just put out, man. That shit good as get get rich at that time, bro. Yeah, you said that before. I'll check it out eventually. No, what I ain't got time. Hey, five-star review. Ain't nobody opened their mouth and said that album wasn't junk. Even, even Joe Budden hating that. I, I don't think he can hate on nothing dealing with the Migos no more. Why should You know, after they got into that little beef, Part of that shit was edited. The part that was edited was QC. Gucci homeboy. See, Amigo used to be signed to Gucci. And, and when Gucci went to jail, he sold him to QC, quality control. The same niggas that got the little bitches out rapping. So... He sold him the QC. That's like Gucci Street Party from ATL. One of his, his buddies from the block. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, he signed him to them. Yeah, so it, it's a whole bunch of gang shit. So when the Joe Budden shit hopped off, they turned the camera off. They they edited that shit. QC came on the stage and said, yeah, the whole ass nigga, I've been looking to talk to you anyway. You're going to get your motherfucking mind right today. And he made him apologize to motherfucking uh, 
Cause Young Yachty went up there and did an interview. And he told Young Yachty he was whack and he was one of the wackiest motherfuckers he has seen. He was on the Breakfast Club and he checked and he, he made dude apologize to Yachty right there on the spot and apologize to the Migo for fronting on them. <laughs> Or, or we, I'm sorry. Yeah, or we gonna punk and head your bitch ass up out of here, nigga. But they edited the tape and they ain't show that they ain't show that shit. Yeah, they edited the tape, they ain't show that part. Yeah, he ain't he ain't just he ain't just walk off on them niggas like that, bruh. Nah, he, he had to bat out. Yeah. Nah, he dropped the he dropped the mic on the ass. Like fuck this shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. They shut the tape down. Yeah. Nah, nigga, I, I'm sorry. Y'all right? Yeah, nigga, we finna punk your head, your ass. We 25 deep up in this motherfucker. trying to get it popping, we trying to get it live, we trying to get it live, so, we looking at the dead situation, what you, uh, you think that they really, they kind of played him and deterred him from being able to move on to a better team or a better situation than, you know what I'm saying, or do you think that he should have saw the, the writing on the wall? Dez. I believe Dez should have started writing on the wall. Oh, shit, that was a conversation at the end of the season. Exactly. So, when you make the stance that you're saying you're not taking no plate, no pay cut, you should already have your, uh, your ducks in line and your conversations in order with your management team about where you going, where your next step going to be, you should have already been searching for alternatives. You know what I'm saying? And then, especially when you saw the Cowboys and receivers, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He could have pressed the issue and got out in the public and start, start fat-mouthing and made them make a decision. If you was going to take a pay cut, you already knew you was going to take it way before now. So you should have told them that you was willing to take the pay cut 
and see if that avenue was available. So if not, they could have went on to cut you and you could have gotten free agency. And maybe you could have got six or seven million dollars this season. The way this shit set up now, you'd be lucky to get two. You know what I'm saying? I mean, playing for a, a team that's... Now, his free agent money still left out there, but not with teams where you're going to have opportunities to win. Yeah, Cleveland still got a lot of money. The Jets got a lot of money. The Texans got some money. I was looking at that. Dez need to be playing with somebody who play off schedule. That's why I was saying that Detroit would be a good spot for him because your boy he play off schedule. Like it's getting to play. You know. You got to play. The play got a five-step drop. And if everything goes a plan, 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 when the quarterback make his fifth-step drop, the route is supposed to open up. He's supposed to deliver the ball on time with accuracy to a spot on the field, generally. But, you know, sometimes blitzes and broken down blocking schemes and shit, and the motherfucker got to improvise. Like, like y'all quarterback, he play, he play good off schedule. He can improvise and move around and keep plays alive. Aaron Rodgers, Tony Romo. Dak don't play well off schedule. Black, Dak not even going. He going to do the traditional and the primary read. If it's a blitz and, he, and they can't pick it up, he not going to try to duck dude and dip out the pocket on him. He gonna throw that motherfucker to the running back and get them three yards and drop it off to the tight end. You know what I'm saying? And that's why that's why Dad struggled because Tony Romo see the unbl the unblocked blitz man. Tony Romo try to do a little spin or something, shake that bitch. Now Dad's got one on one up the top. Hell, he gonna he gonna fade. He gonna flame that motherfucker. He don't give a damn if you open or not. We're going to see what's going to happen. We're going to gamble, you know. Y'all quarterback kind of play like that. Aaron Rodgers play like that. Similar to the play that he played, the way he played with, uh, with Calvin Johnson. He could make some of them plays with Dez. Wow.
Wow, but happy to see him go. I mean, he a Hall of Famer, man. Consider him the second best line ever. No, third. Third. Who else you put behind him? Barry Sanders. Then I put uh, Barry Sanders number one. Yeah. Number two is the Dominican Soup. Soup. Ooh. Soup. That, that was it. Huh? Soup. 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 The toughest line we've never had. Top three receivers right now in the NFL. Uh, I'm gonna say Brown. I gotta put Antonio for Pittsburgh. go with Julio. I don't give a damn what nobody say because Julio is a motherfucking stud amongst studs. Top end speed, length, athleticism, quickness, 
He can run all the routes. He a good blocker. Yeah, I, I go with Julio. And I'm still going to go with Odell in third, even though he missed last year. A lot of the same thing. Odell can run any route. And he got he got breakaway speed. Tell he got a lot of hard. He kind of he kind of remind me of uh, Hans Ward a little bit. That nigga remind me with, the, with, the, with, the, with that footwork. That nigga remind me of uh, what's that nigga from uh, Cincinnati? Cal- Chad Johnson. Yeah. That nigga that nigga got some dumbass footwork, boy. Hey, Chad was a hell of a route route runner in his prime. Chad was a hell of a route running his prime. But, but uh, I'm ready for the season to start, man. So ready for some football. It's going to be interesting. No, dead serious, though. Yeah, but no, man. Dead serious. I just, it was like, the new gentleman wasn't suiting up for us, man. At the end of the day, you know it's about a salary. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? I wish they gave that money. See, the thing was, I was wishing they gave that money to the Dominican suit. They gave that money to Calvin. And you know what I'm saying? I kind of felt like we put the money in the wrong place. But even in retrospect, you're looking at yeah. what about the, the last seasons that, that uh, Dominican suit have had? He hasn't been really that impressive. When he was, when he was here, we was. Number one, we had the number one, two defense, and the number one stop run defense. That line, that, that, that defensive line was tough over here, dog. Okay, you had, you had what, Ansu and, and Van Den Bosch? What was that nigga's name? That went to Cincinnati, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, y'all had that uh, nigga, too. That nigga that went to uh, uh, Auburn. He was tough. I always right. felt like he was underrated, but he disappeared since he left uh, Detroit. Yep. He did shit. I guess Sue was easy to find. Yeah, 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 Cause uh, Aaron Donald the best fucking D tackle in the goddamn world. They spent some money over there in uh, LA. Yeah, they uh, they made a lot of moves. A lot of moves. And there was another situation oh. where Dez Dez probably could have went to LA. Yeah, 
if they had released him in time. I just didn't like that. That kind of stunk, man. Then for y'all to hold him all that time and then not even actually offer him nothing. They didn't offer him. He didn't even get an offer. They just cut him. They came in the room and said, niggas, over with. <laughs> we knew it was over with. But I'm saying, if you got a management team, your management team should have put you in a better position if y'all knew it was over with. You could have forced your way out quicker. That's where I see the failure in the whole shit. Now you on now you on Instagram crying. <laughs> yeah, he on he on Instagram sick. And every every time Sports Center come on, they got his new Instagram quote up there. <laughs> yeah, they played me this time. <laughs> He's all looking crazy. <laughs> Oh, dead. Yeah. He was a hell of a receiver, though, man. I like it, dead. I don't really fault him as much as everybody else do. I fault the, the playmaking and the decisioning of what y'all was doing. You got a motherfucker, if he, he having trouble getting off the release, move him around, make him some gadget plays. Pitching the ball, like, have... Have him running like a running sweep or a wing T or something. Hand him the ball. Coming c- coming across the field running full speed. Run some little sh- little short screens and shit. Like, you know, like the shit that the uh, motherfucking uh, all the good teams do to win. Like uh, that run pass option shit that Philadelphia running. Where they put the ball in the running back belly and they see... And the whole player designed off of what the defense do, whether they gonna run the ball or pass the ball. We should have been incremented that with the athletic quarterback we had. After they ran that, they ran that. They've been running that shit for a couple of years now. We should have been running that shit exclusive too. The Texans started running as soon as they got uh when they got old boy in. They run that RPO. That's an easy play, and it's a simple read for the quarterback. And like I like I always said, I ain't really feeling Dak like that. Dak can't touch goddamn Romo with a 50-foot pole, man. And I always argue for Tony. Cause Tony put up some stats, man. Tony numbers tell you he one of the best quarterbacks ever touched the field. He showed in the booth. He's sitting there in the booth and he telling you what the defense finna do before they hike the ball. Tony was the truth, man. He just he just didn't have enough around him. 
And by the time they got it right, he was too beat up to take advantage of it. That's what happened in this league, man. All that shit got to be laid just right. Then you got to have some luck. Even with all New England, New England Super Bowls and shit, it be some luck in that shit too. Like they play on the pickoff on the goal line. When they won their first Super Bowl, uh, motherfucker missed the field goal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they was they was up twenty eight to three. They was down twenty eight to three against the goddamn Atlanta. That was some fluke shit. When they lost, dude, Buddy caught the ball off his head for the Giants. When they lost the second time, Manningham laid out and caught that ball on the sidelines. You remember that shit? When the Giants beat him the second time. Hell, when they beat Atlanta, uh, Edelman caught that ball over the middle. When the ball got batted in the air three, four times, it's always it got you got to have skill, will, and luck. You say what you will. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. This is the podcast.